from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com <clears throat> backslash WakeUpCallDT inside of the Charney's Menswear and Tuxedo Studios. You're also watching us live on Facebook.com backslash LiveNowDT, and we are here <clears throat> inside of the broadcast, inside hour number one, and Sonny Spira has joined us on the live line now, you just heard from Ryan Bartholomew, <clears throat> Syracuse football alum, and Sonny is a Syracuse basketball alum, no stranger to the broadcast, has been with us many times, came to our CNY Pop Festival, has always been a huge part of Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora's message, and we can't thank him enough for being a part of the show. He has gotten involved as as an alum, as a fan, just watching and supporting and like I said, he may have played basketball in college, but he pays attention to all things Cuse. And he's had a lot of thoughts about this season and about how some things have gone on. And I want to get him on the show to share that. So with that being said, Sonny, how are we doing today? Doing great, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And, and Sonny, you and I have, we, we've had this conversation off the air. You've had it on social media and whatnot. And I guess, you know, the, the best thing to do is just to jump into it. There's been a lot of what you and I consider unfair treatment of Tommy DeVito. He has had his ups and downs. He's only been a starter for three games. He's a true starter this season for the first time ever in college. He's taken over this team. The offensive line's changed a little bit. The linebackers have changed. The dynamic of the backfield has changed somewhat. But he is getting a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of criticism. And not only criticism, but a lot of hate kind of being sent his way. So I just kind of opened the doorways to your thoughts on, on what's going on right now. Yeah, I can I can only gauge, you know, what I see, what I have seen on like social media and different posts and a lot of Syracuse football fan groups uh, for, for an embarrassing thing to say uh, internally. So this is not, you know, these are not... Uh, Notre Dame fans bashing Syracuse players. These are Syracuse fans bashing Syracuse players, and I, I just, I, I just have no room in my life for that. Um, I can't stand it. I think they're bashing. They're just bashing Devita, like oh this, he's that. And I, I, I understand when you have that position on that team, the quarterback, they receive a little more scrutiny. Okay, I just can't appreciate fans ripping a college kid at any position we want to talk about the team we want to talk about coaches yeah you can have those conversations but i think kids should be off limits i think what they sacrifice for that team for that school for that community should be uh, above reproach now did he make a few mistakes and things he'd like to do over? Of course he did. Did some other players make? Of course they did. This is a team game. The team came up short on some things, and I'm sure they would have liked to have seen a different outcome, but in the grand scheme of things, A, you're playing the number one team in the country for a reason. They're not a puppet number one. Right. They're a 
dominant force in college football. They've made look at what they did with Notre Dame in the in the semifinals last year. You want to talk about embarrassments? We have never been embarrassed by Clemson in three years. We beat them. We had them on the ropes. Could have beat them last year, and we were competitive this year, right up until we weren't. So what I saw in a team from you know I saw the Maryland game. So a little bit of liberty, not too much. But I saw almost the whole Maryland game, and then I saw this game. I saw a tremendous turnaround in a lot of things. Focus, attitude, position, intensity. Uh, it, it looks like their assignments, they were right on it. And, and we held and made probably All-American quarterback. Everybody's saying is going to be a top five draft pick quarterback. We were on it. We did a great job. And... Sometimes we made we had great coverage, and they had a guy a little bit taller that made a phenomenal grab in traffic, and you couldn't blanket or cover him any better. Yeah. So what what did we see improvement wise? Tremendous improvement. Tremendous against Maryland. You start having some doubts, like wow, we're not looking very good in any way. And then the improvement from that week to the Clemson, they look like a completely different team. So I'm looking at it on a positive side, and then I'm reading all these bashings of. And, and it just seemed like it was all over DeVito. He's not this, he's not that. Of course, they forgot the games he came in last year as a sub and performed marvelously, yeah, wonderfully. Saved our tail in a couple of games. We forgot that. I get that. That's old news. But he's capable. And I, I just don't believe that, A, you can pull the plug on somebody or, or bash a player, and, B, you got to support your coaching staff who we've hired and has proven himself, I would think proven himself to everybody. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. He has a plan and he's going to execute it. And he's going to work with his players. So they're looking at things. They've had kids in practice. They've had them in spring practice. They've had them in this season practice. They see things that we don't see. So trust the process, trust the coaches, and let the coaches coach. Let the players play and support the team. And it should that should be it. That coming from Sonny Spira, Syracuse Orange basketball alum, speaking on what he's seeing, obviously, and paying attention, and a lot of crossover when you love your university, you love it through and through, and, and a lot of crossover and, and connection between you know former players of any of the sports going back and watching as Sonny does to pay attention to what's going on in the world of football for Syracuse and and so on and so forth so and, and back and forth between basketball to football football to basketball to lacrosse and and softball and, and soccer and, and and everything that Syracuse does when you support the community you support the community uh, we know that quarterbacks get way too much blame when there's problems we know that they get a lot of love when things are going well like you said we saw Tommy DeVito step in last season and that's old news to to some people because it's this season so some people's brains forget all too quick the guy that they were all hyped about that they heard about in high school and he's in the elite 11 and he's one of the best quarterbacks in the country and then last season there was the fact that I want to get into this with you Sonny there were numerous times in the four years that Eric Dungy was the quarterback of this team and they wanted somebody else. They would have taken anybody. They would have taken a, a fifth-year starter. They would have taken a transfer. They would have taken Bob from the Deli at Wegmans, you know, Tommy DeVito last year. So what can you say about 
you know, how there's the hatred for Dungey, and now there are people that are saying, bring Dungey back, I wish he had more time, oh my god, he would have done this, oh my god, he would have done that, when just a few months back, they were throwing hate at Dungey as well. Yeah. Well, fans are fickle, that's for sure. And I remember that. I remember DeVito came in, and, and, and he throws a beautiful long ball, there's no question. And probably maybe a little better than Eric did. But you know what? The team was built with Eric in mind. And now the team is built with DeVito in mind. And there's there's some modifications, some changes. And I think there's a there's getting used to it. So that's between Coach Babers, his offensive crew, and, and DeVito and, and the players. You know, that's their plan. And he, and we, and he, to, he shouldn't have to prove himself, honestly. This should not be a tryout every week. Yes, he's got pressure. I'm sure he's got people behind him that are pushing him that want to step in. Remember, we had the walk-on quarterback. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. That spelled us a couple times last year or the year before when we had injuries. We're going to have guys that are ready. I get that. But to, to just go off and you know and just say, oh, you know, Dungy's no good. And I, I remember this conversation last year. I remember telling people, just knock it off. DeVito's a great quarterback. His time will come. Dungy's our guy. Yeah. And that's who we're riding and that's who we're riding in and that's who we rode through the season and that's who we rode in the in the Camping World Bowl and that's how we beat West Virginia, you know, et cetera. We beat with the team. And there's also the chemistry and there's the leadership and there's the X factors that are going on that nobody knows unless they're in that locker room and they have a helmet on and pads. Otherwise, shut up and support the team. Because those guys know what's going on. And I have a good friend, his son's on the team, and, you know, I, I, we talk from time to time about things. And I'm not saying I have any other insight other than it's a team sport. Yeah. And I, I do know how team sports operate, being a coach and a player, that, you know what, fans, stay in your lane, support the team, don't cross that boundary. And I've told people that last year when they were saying, DeVito should replace Dungey, I'm like, knock it off. Let the coaches coach, Okay. You trust the coaches you got there. You hired them for a reason. Let them do their job. Well, and the question that comes up to me is everybody said, pay Dino, pay Dino, pay Dino. But let's just say worst case scenario happens and Dino has a rough season this season. Do those people that said pay Dino now say, get rid of Dino. We don't need him. We'll find somebody else. I mean, you remember the last year when Nick Saban got embarrassed in the college football championship game uh, where the where Alabama got embarrassed by Clemson. Clemson just went off on everybody that there were people, and I could not believe my eyes when I saw this, but there were people that asked for the head of Nick Saban after all the championships and all the number one rankings and the SEC this and the prowess of that. There were people within the Alabama hopeful that said they don't need Nick Saban anymore. And so, I mean, I, it really honestly seems like it happened so quickly. I went to visit my niece this past weekend in South Carolina. And sure enough, South Carolina plays Alabama. And I'm, I'm staying at the hotel and we're going to the football game. And the Alabama uh, faithful that follow them, they're all over. And, you know, the color of crimson and the color of garnet red for South Carolina, very similar. It was hard to tell who was supporting who, but I, 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 they are a passionate fan base. And half of the Alabama fans, if they had a T-shirt on, they had Nick Saban's face on the T-shirt with his headset on, pins, 
Yeah, they're they're like beyond loyal. But when it comes right down to it, they their pressure on them is winning national championships. Doesn't matter he gets the number one recruiting class in, in in the country every year. Doesn't matter he's putting twelve to fifteen guys in the top two or three rounds of the NFL every season. Yeah, and he and he replaces players like like you replace a double A battery in your TV remote control, like it's nothing. Because he he builds a culture, he teaches, he teaches, and he insists on excellence. He's a great coach. He's in the right spot. No one's immune to it. Although I I, I could tell, I'd say the same thing. You're insane to go after Nick Saban. You're insane to go after Dabo. I think they're two of the greatest in our lifetimes that are going to be college coaches. Just like, and I hate to say this because I'm a Bills fan, but Bill Belichick in the NFL, great yeah. coaches. They know what they're doing. Trust the process. But, yeah, I, I believe it. I believe that happened. You know, they got beat. They were expecting to win a national championship. They they did it the year before. And, you know, people want repeat success. And if they fall short of it, they're going to blame somebody. They can't ever just say, you know what, they were better that night. Yeah. And that's, that's a fact. Speaking here with Sonny Spira, Syracuse Orange basketball alum, on the football team and, and on obviously the support of the community as a whole and the support of the alumni as a whole. Uh, Sonny, in closing, you know, we, we've seen this team go up and down. I, I said going into the season that my three kind of areas to uh, to watch are, you know, the offensive line because there's turnover. It took about four to five years to build that line. So there are some guys that came back. There are some new guys in there, but that that was going to take some time maybe cause some adversity. The linebacker core has lost veteran leadership over the last two years that had really been entrenched in there for a very long time and spent a lot of time learning and a lot of time growing and a lot of experience. And then at the quarterback position, there's a big difference between being the guy that comes in and gets to play starter and the guy who's the outright starter. So knowing all those things, they have shown adversity. Those three pieces have affected the team in the first three weeks. At the same time, I never challenge whether or not these kids, you know, I mean, there's there's some players out there, Randy Moss doesn't run a route and everybody kind of throws their hands up. But, you know, I would venture to say that these Syracuse players are giving their all, they are trying their best and they're doing what they can to try and move forward. Nobody's trying to go out there and lose these games. So as much as there were areas of concern for me going on in the season, I always find that there's a way to speak constructively about those where you can respect the players, respect their families, respect what they're about, because I have never understood or been for seeing a city eat its own players. But Trevor Cooney can tell you all too well that when he talked about being booed by 30,000 people, he wasn't talking about Cameron Indoor. He wasn't talking about Miami. He wasn't talking about North Carolina. He was talking about have to having to have on your shoulders when 30,000 Syracuse fans in the Carrier Dome booed him when he missed a few threes in a row. And so I love this city, and I think there's fans, and I think there's people that go to games that really don't like their lives, and they take it out on other people. But it's it's hard for me to understand the mentality of I love this guy I love this guy you know I want him to be the the godchild of my I mean people go crazy I want him to be the god Tommy DeVito can be the godchild of my kid he can date my daughter he can do this he can do that he can do the other thing and then a couple weeks into the season put his head on a stake and let's move on I I've never understood that one and two you know I've told people all the time would you want your mom to be like that 
Would you want to have friends like that who are there for you on Monday, hate you on Tuesday, you know, go behind your back on Wednesday, then come back to you on Thursday, then steal your girl on Friday? I mean, I, I just, I don't understand the mentality of loving somebody and praising somebody and then going out there and ripping them to shreds verbally on social media. And then if and then if Tommy throws four touchdowns and is damn near perfect against Western Michigan, those same people will delete those comments and say that they love him again. Yeah, you know, I mean, um, I, I, I get it. I, I, I get it. I get people are frustrated, but if you're a fan, support the team. That's yeah. like that's the bottom line. Support the team, support the coaches, support the players. You want to question maybe some of the preparation or maybe some of the play calls? I mean, I think that's – I'll say that's fair game. But I think players should be off limits because I, 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 I have an idea what these kids sacrifice to be on that field. Yeah. And the level of commitment to just get the pads on and wear that uniform is tremendous. So they're elite select few. Second part is if they're not trying or they're not the right person for the job, it's the coach's job to figure that out. And I think we got the right guy. And I support him. I, mean, I support him 100% and 110%. Let's take they walk off the field and the band you read about, the band plays the alma mater, and the team went and didn't pay any attention to it. And, okay, what does he do? Coach Baber says, oh, oh, hold on a second. He goes in, he gets the players, he tells the band leader, thank you, we appreciate all you guys do for us. He goes in and gets the players out, and he says, can you do that again? And they play the alma mater for the players. He's teaching these young men to be grown men. Yeah. And that's another component. That's a Dabo Sweeney thing. And, and that's, I think that's Nick Saban, too. I just, I just like Dabo a lot more than Nick. But what they're doing, they're, they're, they're leading young men. These kids are going to be beyond college football players. And that's the leadership you want. That's who you want at your home wearing your orange jersey and instructing your young players, your young men <clears throat> that are going to go on to be grown men. And I, I just think, unfortunate, yeah, we didn't have a result. We didn't beat the number one team in the country. <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, kind of let that sink in for a second. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, were we really expected? We're 28-point underdogs, 27-5, 28, I don't know. Yeah. And that turns out, I think that might have been the spread when it was all said and done, but it wasn't a 28-point game. And we were right there. So you know that, you know, having get Clemson once and sneak up on them again, they were more than prepared. I'm sure they prepared for that game as much as they did for a national championship. Yeah. Because they know that we play them tough. and. And Coach Babers has a good game plan and has a good way and got great players. And, and it was nice to see the dome full. That was another great thing to see. So I think things are trending in the right direction, you know, to use a catchy phrase, right? Trending in the right direction. But I, I see improvement. And, you know, that's what I want to see if I'm a true fan. I want, are we getting better? And we got a test. We got Western Michigan. They're good. Yeah. They're good. And we're going to have a test this week. Hopefully we come out and, and show more improvement and not sit back and lick our wounds and, you know, what was me. No time for that. No time. Life moves on. So I, I feel pretty confident we'll be ready. And uh, I figured in closing I'd like to just make this comment. As, as Sonny said, Syracuse did not defeat the number one team in the nation. Let that sink in. 
Clemson, since 2015, has won 58 games and has lost four times. One of the four games that they've lost in the last four se- well, th- four seasons and change with 2019, one of the only games that they've lost, they've lost four games since 2015, one of those games is against Syracuse. Yep. They've also lost to Alabama. But it's like, I mean, you look at this and say a team has won 58 games since 2015, has only lost four games, and one of those four games is Syracuse. It's not that, oh, my God, they didn't beat Clemson, get rid of DeVito. It's look at the team. Look at Dabo Sweeney. This man and what he has done and the the recruiting and Brent Venables and what this entire team has put together, they've lost four games, four games in four-plus years. That should say something to people that if Syracuse, God forbid, loses to Clemson, uh, pretty much everybody else has too. Yeah. <laughs> Including Alabama. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. This goes back to my old statement. Just shut up. <laughs> you know, be a fan, support them. Yeah. And get off the players' backs. Well, I always tell people if they feel like they can do it, just to get on the field. Try out for the team. That ain't going to happen. I know it's not going to happen, but... That's why we make that comment. You know, go out there and, and run back and forth three times. And I always say to people, if you can get on the court or get on the field and not pass out running up and down there three times, I'll give you a cookie. But outside of that, you got to let the guys do what they got to do. I, I appreciate the fans. I appreciate their fervor. I appreciate their desire, everything that they have. But if I don't see 50,000 people every game, that's not good enough. Yeah, we've got we've so. got it's no question we've got great fans, and we're probably preaching to the choir. People are listening to the show, but yeah. there's that vocal ten to twenty percent, just like anything, the twenty eighty rule. There's that twenty percent that just overshadow the other eighty percent. That's it's hard it's hard for me to sit back and watch or listen to it. Yeah. As you know, the most the probably the most popular seat for most coaches is Lazy Boy home and the stands at the games. Right. And I think the hard thing for me to take in, Sonny, is that, you know, there are there were people at the game that were ridiculing players on the team and throwing things around their family. Like the family, the parents of the players, there were fan so called fans that were throwing things at the parents or around the parents of the players. Which I I don't even know how to wrap my head around that. No, there's no room for that. There's no room in society for that. So they should be thrown out of the dome. They shouldn't be welcome back. So let's be better, people. Twenty percent be better. The other eighty percent that are out there killing it every day, keep doing what you're doing. Keep supporting your orange and keep showing up. They appreciate it. With that yeah, being said, yeah, we'll say we'll say yeah. Let's get to ninety ten. With that being said, Sonny, I appreciate you as always, and I thank you for sticking up for the kids and for caring about people outside of yourself. It always goes a long way. Thanks, Dan. Always good to talk to you. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. That coming from Sonny Spiro one more time. Listen, I appreciate fans. I Obviously, I want them to come out. I want them to support. I want them to be there. But I'm right there where Sonny is. If you're throwing things at games, you should be banned from games. If you are screaming obscenities and being disrespectful and the parents of these players are hearing you and they're around it and you're making them sad and you're breaking their hearts, 
that's there's no place for that there's no place for that there's never going to be a place for that if you're that miserable of a human being stop just stop stop going to the games sit in your house lock yourself up talk to jesus then come back out and try again but i am floored by the fact that there are parents of players on this team that have shared with me that they had stuff thrown at them at the Clemson game. Don't do that. Don't call yourself a fan and throw things at the families of the Syracuse players at the Dome. Don't do that. It's bad enough that Syracuse players have things could have things thrown at them when they're at Duke or at Louisville or at whoever. But if you call yourself a Syracuse fan and you're throwing things and swearing and yelling at families of the players, there's no mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, aunt, uncle, brother, sister, girlfriend, boyfriend in this world that is going to put up with that. And that's just inhumane. So I don't want to hear anybody throwing stuff at DeVito's family or Elmore's family or Neil's family or... Or, you know, or Schmidt's family or Hoffrichter's. I mean, anybody's family. I don't want to hear Coleman, Robinson, nobody. You don't throw stuff. Floyd Little can talk to you about having things thrown at him. Ernie Davis could talk about having things thrown. Jim Brown could talk. Don't do that. I mean, it's 2019. We've been on this planet for thousands of years, and I have to look into the camera, and I have to speak into the microphone and say, fans, please don't throw things at family members of players. Fans, please don't say, F this person. I hope they die. I mean, why do I have to do that? And the majority of you fans are electric. The the majority of you fans are amazing, incredible, beautiful, awesome, just great. But there's always that little bit, right? They said the more people you get in the room, the bigger probability you have an idiot in the room. And by idiot, I mean somebody who's ridiculous, not necessarily stupid, just naive, ignorant, illogical, irrational. So having 50,000 people in the dome, you're going to have a few nimrods. But just stop. You know, and I want to say, would you throw things at your own kids? But maybe some of these people do. And that's the sad part of all this. You have to live above it. You have to be better. Okay? Syracuse lost to the number one team in the nation, God forbid, who's won 58 games since 2015 and lost four of them. One of the four games they lost was to Syracuse. Can you understand that? That if you're a fan that is complaining and moaning and groaning that Syracuse lost, Syracuse lost to a team that's lost four games in four plus years. Four games. Four games. There were... How many... Syracuse a couple seasons ago only won four games a season. <laughs> Clemson is, is one of the greatest teams in the history of college football under Dabo Sweeney. So, Syracuse losing a game against Clemson, I understand everybody wanted him to win, and I believe that Syracuse beat themselves more than Clemson beat them, and I don't think Trevor Lawrence looked any type of incredible in that game. Or Travis Etienne. But, 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 but. You can't give up on your team, okay? And remember that Dabo Sweeney got laughed at in his press conference when he said he was going to change Clemson's program for the better. He got laughed at. So remember that. And remember the people that laughed at Dino when he asked you to have faith, belief without evidence. 
support your team, support their players. Be constructive. We're constructive here on the show. But don't throw things at parents. Don't throw things at players. Don't swear and just be disgusting. If you're throwing things at the parents of the players on the team, do us all a favor and go live on an island by yourself and leave everybody alone. Because nobody needs that. That's a very unhappy person that's doing something like that. And I pray for you. I pray for you. So I understand the frustration, but I also understand that this is my city. And I would like to believe that the majority of the people in this city know how to be fans. And I love you all for that. So show up to the Dome. Be 50 strong every game. Not just for the number one team in the nation. Show people what Syracuse is all about. Make them watch you. Make them listen. 50,000 people showing up, win, lose, or draw, it puts attention on it. It shows love. It shows support. And if I'm on the field and I got 50K in the stands and they're packing it up and I'm down by three touchdowns and they're cheering me on like I'll get out in the third quarter, I'm going to bust my butt even more. So remember that, fans. They love you. Those players appreciate you. And those parents trust you with their kids. So be good to them.